I am honored to have uh, the ambassador of Austria to South Africa, Her Excellency Miss Romana Konechsbren. Oh, I butchered this. <laughs> I tried to say it, but I just keep on butchering it. Oh, good morning, Ambassador. Welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Good morning, Sam. Now you did well. You did well. Oh, I did? Yes. Thank yes, you so no. much. I'll, I think I'll do better even. <laughs> I'll do better. You are joining us today, and I need us to um, have a conversation wherein we, we dissect the details of, of bilateral relations between South Africa and Austria. I'm made to understand that the relations uh, between uh, the two countries uh, dates back to 1852 when Austria opened a consulate in Cape Town. Would you kindly describe the current state of diplomatic relations between South Africa and Austria? Thank you, Thelma. Thank you for inviting me here today. I feel very honored that I can be here at the Buntu Radio. I think it's great that you here have, a, have a, your own radio station at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I mm. think we can learn in terms of public diplomacy. We can learn from a lot from South Africa. Yes. And it's also good to be here now in September. It's Heritage Month. It's it's a, it's also a special month. So I I'm I'm very excited to be here with you today and to meet you in person. Um, about the bilateral relations, Austria South Africa. Yes, they go back a long way. You're right. And also they have been warm and cordial. We are natural partners, Austria and South Africa, and many on many topics. Mm. We both highly value democracy, a rules-based international order, and also the protection of human rights is important to both of us. And as child now, we are just having the General Assembly <laughs> going on in New York, also on the multilateral level. Austria and South Africa have been allies in the fight for global disarmament, mm -hmm. in particular regarding nuclear weapons. There was great support from the South African partners in a run-up to the first meeting of the state parties to the United Nations Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, a very important treaty, and it was successfully held in Vienna in last year. The Austrian embassy in Pretoria is, I mean, medium-sized for Austrian standards. We cover, but we cover a total of 10 countries in the region. So wow. it's South Africa plus nine more, mm. which is from Angola, Botswana, Eswatini, Madagascar, Mauritius, and also Zimbabwe. So it's it's a lot, and also SADC. So I think <laughs> we are busy, as you can imagine. We also have a development coordination office in Maputo, Mozambique, and a trade commission, an office in Johannesburg that help us. And what we also very happy to have is 11 honorary consulates throughout the region mm -hmm. and mm. three of them are in South Africa and but within our vast portfolio that we have here at the embassy our relations to South Africa are key because in South Africa is, is is a very important partner for us not only in terms of trade but also it's our most important trade partner in Africa but also in terms of science culture and energy it's just to name some some of the of the areas we are cooperating on there's also a successful bilateral research cooperation with South Africa. There's a memorandum of understanding on scientific and technical cooperation, signed in 2015, and now it's over 60 research cooperations that that were initiated are still being implemented under this under this program. Uh, let me also mention Selma. There's Africa UniNet. It's an important research network between Austrian and African universities, and there's also two South African universities on board. Mm -hmm. The University of Pretoria is a very active member of this Africa UniNet. 
And I just also noticed there's a member, I think it's a South African Director General of the International Institute for Applied Systems Analysis in Vienna. So there's uh, <laughs> connections in so many areas, also in the area of cultural cooperation, because Austria has the fame of placing a high value on culture. We all like to see ourselves as a culture nation. And so we think we are very excited about this. I think there's, we are already in the final stages of our of our negotiations regarding a memorandum of understanding in the area of cultural cooperation. So we hope we can step up our, our mutual programs on in this area. We have some local partners. One is called Miyagi. It's music is a great investment here in South Africa. Mm. They have a music school in Soweto. Yeah. I visited it. It's wonderful. You see all these young people, some of them also from not so easy backgrounds, and they're all learning musical instruments. Awesome. So it's a really wonderful thing to see how they grow with the music and, and, and also enter different professions and usually keep the contact and they later they go on tours. I think they're planning one now for next year for the big anniversary mm. that there will be a tour through, through, through Europe with this Miyagi organization, with that, which I think is great. We also cooperate with the Johannesburg and the Cape Town and Durban Holocaust and Genocide Information and Remembrance Center. We have young Austrians that work there to, we call it a remembrance service because you know what happened, the Holocaust. I mean, Austria was also um, unfortunately um, had their role there. So we think we have to, we have to keep the memory and remember what has happened there and also see the connections like what happened in Rwanda and try to, to I think the, the Holocaust Center, they're doing great work in, in bringing young people there. So we usually, Austria sends one one young Austrian doing a service abroad in these institutions to learn and also to give something back. It's mm, mm, so mm. also something we do here. And there's a, a new initiative by, a, it's actually a private art museum, Schütz Art Museum in Austria, and they've initiated a residency program for South African artists this year. Mm. So I think there's already young, four young South Africans have been, some are still there, they are doing a th few months a residency and do their art there and, and hopefully also have a way of, of exhibiting and I think that's also a very nice people to people contact e exactly project exactly wow you have quite a, a lot on your plate and coming to think of uh, 10 countries accredited you surely uh, spend your time on the road trying to reach out to the yes. other parts of the region yes you're right Thelma. that's true I've been try especially my first year because I arrived only last year in September mm. it's almost a year a now, year now. And and it's I've been traveling to I think apart from Madagascar I haven't managed but to all the countries I managed to hand over my my letters of credence to m in in some of them not all but at least I visited them and I think it's very rewarding because mm -hmm. it also gives you a good feeling of the region and there's some I mean there's connections everywhere to yeah. South Africa mm -hmm. so but I still think now the second year I, I'd like to be more on the ground also because South Africa is also a very very interesting partner, very complex, so many regions <laughs> you have to visit also. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this I think I haven't done enough yet. So I still like to concentrate in my second year more on, on South <laughs> Africa as far as the circumstances <laughs> let me. <laughs> you still have a long way to go. So mm. the main vehicle for promoting relations between South Africa and Austria is the bilateral consultations mechanism. What are the priorities for both countries in this mechanism? Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. You mentioned uh, a very important uh, vehicle that we have. We had the bilateral consultations after a, 
pause for some years again last year. They were revived with the Austrian Secretary General Peter Lonsky meeting his South African counterpart, your Honorable Deputy Minister Alvin Bottes. I think it was a very uh, fruitful meeting. They were discussing current events in Africa and Europe. Of course, the, the Russian war of aggression against Ukraine was a, and its impact on inflation. Food security was an important topic at that time. Disarmament, as I mentioned before. Also, the regional situation here, South Africa's commendable role in Cabo Delgado, mm. in the SADC mission, mil mission there. So I think they tried to focus on to like a tour d'horizon on all these issues, but also on, on the outcome of bilateral working groups, which preceded the consultations to be also have a more substantial discussion. And the, the areas were, as I mentioned before, arts and culture. I think that's something important for both of our countries, mm. but also energy and environment is, is key. And there's also the field of higher education, science and innovation, and another area that's important in our bilateral relations is trade and investment. The third meeting of the South Africa-Austria uh, bilateral consultations took place on the 7th of June 2022 when Deputy Minister Alvin Bordes hosted uh, Mr. Peter Lonsky, the Secretary General of the Federal Ministry for European and International Affairs in Pretoria. Are there any noteworthy developments since that particular meeting? Yes, we are trying very much to keep the positive momentum this meeting generated. We are working on all the all the four areas that that I highlighted before. For instance, we are about to finalize the MOU on culture. I think we should be able to do that very soon. And we proposed already to hold the the next meeting, inviting uh, the honorable minister Alvin Bottes to come to to Vienna. Hopefully, if it's still possible, it's very busy here in South Africa <laughs> on the diplomatic uh, scene this year or early next year if, his, if his, his agenda is already too full. And he will meet, there is a new Secretary General in Vienna and the Foreign Ministry because our uh, very much appreciated Peter Lansky, unfortunately, uh, retired. But that's, oh. that's what. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have uh, as a very able uh, new head at, of our um, Foreign Ministry in terms of the Secretariat General, it's uh, Ambassador Nikolaus Marschik, and he's already very excited to to meet to meet uh, your Deputy Minister. So mm -hmm. I'm sure we will be able to, to to keep the momentum of the of the of this process going. Uh, yesterday, I happened to have a conversation with our own Ambassador based in Vienna. And he mentioned, Mr. Sidney Mulligan, Ambassador mm -hmm. Sidney Mulligan, mm -hmm. he mentioned that uh, preparations are underway for, for a state visit sometime next year. Yes, very right. Yes, he's, we, are, we are hoping, I mean, we've been working, you know, these, these things always take time and there was mm. COVID in between, but our federal president, um, Alexander van der Bellen, is, is, has committed and is very much wanting to visit South Africa. It's just now, and I think there's an outstanding invitation. Now it's just finding the right time because we don't want to, I know it's busy now, Agoa and all these other things that are happening in South Africa. Then mm. it's election year in South Africa and also in, in, in Austria, we have our parliamentary elections and oh, then the yes. president also, ha it's not his elections, he's already been reelected, but he has to be there in case, you know, whenever the government is formed, we usually have coalition governments, then the, he needs to be there for the swearing in. So we are hoping that maybe la later next year or, or the year after the year we will after. be able mm -hmm. to, to finalize it. And it's, I think it would be very important to have such a visit. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of interest also from Austrian 
business to have such a visit happening. And we're also hoping there's also an initiative of our federal foreign minister, uh, Alexander Schallenberg. He, he would also like to visit South Africa. And we, we are not sure yet if there will be time still this year because mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the schedules are very tight. But in case it's possible, I think he would also like to bring a business delegation. And, and we, we've, we've had contacts, but I think it's high time again that it would be wonderful to have also a ministerial visit of and course. then later on also the, the state visit, of course, that would, it's always like the top of the, you know, the cake, the, the cherry to have this wonderful opportunity to being a heads of states together. Uh, talking about business delegation, when we come back from the break, we'll be focusing on economic and uh, trade relations between the, the, the countries. Let's take a short commercial break. If you have just joined us, this is The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio and I have in studio the ambassador of Austria to South Africa. Let's break. Are you planning to travel outside South Africa soon on business or for leisure? When planning a visit abroad, South African citizens should take time to learn about the financial, political, cultural and economic environment of their intended destination. This message was brought to you by Ubuntu Radio in partnership with Doko Consular Services. Ubuntu Radio, South Africa's public diplomacy in action. This is Ubuntu Radio. Ubuntu Radio. A better South Africa, a better Africa and a better world. The Diplomat with Thelma Ngobeni, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to midday, Central African Time. Central African Time. Welcome back to The Diplomat. Remember, we are on DSTV, Audio Bouquet Channel 888. You can also stream line on, uh, uh, online, ubunturadio.com. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Ubuntu Radio ZA, on X at Ubuntu Radio ZA, on Instagram at Official Ubuntu Radio ZA. My personal handles at Thelma underscore on radio. That's Instagram and X. And on Facebook, I am Thelma Tlongwani. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's continue our conversation, Ambassador South Africa. Africa is Austria's most important foreign trade partner in Africa. What is Austria's investment portfolio in South Africa and what are some of the main industries Austrian companies have invested in in this country? It's, it's by far the, the most important trading partners for us here on the continent. Austria is a relatively small we like to say medium-sized, <laughs> <laughs> depends on the context, small country with an open economy. And Austria is very much um, an advocate of, for, of, of free trade. Six out of 10 euros generated in Austria can be attributed to foreign trade. And so it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a very important for us to keep this in mind. And we also have a growing Austrian investment abroad over the last years. We're working together, the trade commissions, they are part of the Austrian Economic Chamber and our diplomatic missions, the embassies, to promote foreign trade. And also we try to support activities to promote Austria as a, as a tourist destination. And to be more concrete, some examples of Austrian um, investments in South Africa. There is um, a big state-of-the-art plant in Lanseria that has been opened last year. It was a nice uh, big uh, official commissioning. It's an investment of over 50 million euros that was um, that was uh, initiated there. And it's an impressive facility. If you ever get the chance to visit, they're producing um, with very modern machinery um, plastic bottles, plastic containers. Mm -hmm. And there's also a future corner within that um, very modern 
company and they are training young people there to 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 teach them tech skills in technology and in, in, in machinery. And so I think that's also an important part to give something back to the community. There is other um, important fa um, companies. Rosenbauer, for instance, is a, is a company that's uh, building very modern firefighting trucks and they're servicing them for AXA in Johannesburg. It's mm -hmm. another Austrian company. Uh, I'm sure you know Red Bull. They have the South African yes. quarter in in headquarter in Cape Town, and they are Austrian. Uh, it's not wow, maybe I generally know. known. You didn't know, <laughs> yeah. Not not everybody knows. Mm. But they not only sell energy drinks. They also organize a lot of events in, in terms of sports and culture, and at the same time supporting youth and student activities at South African universities. And overall, there are roughly seventy seven zero Austrian subsidiaries of companies that employ about 5,000 in, people in South Africa. So I think that's quite a, a good number given the size that we are a country of about 9 million people in, in, the, in the middle of, of Europe. If, what, if we talk about the main import and export products, mm. I mean, the trade between our countries last year stood at a new high of 1.34 billion euros. So it was quite substantial mm. and there was also a trade surplus in favor of South Africa last year about, of about 70 million euros. And some of our main exports to South Africa include, for instance, engines from the, there's a BMW plant in Upper Austria in Steyr, and then they're assembled here in the BMW Roslin plant for the X3. So that's, that's quite a substantial part. There's also an Austrian manufacturer, KTM. They, they build and sell motorcycles. Um, I'm sure you you must be aware of your famous uh, racer Brad Binder and he's he's riding a KTM motorbike and last year at the MotoGP in Austria he he, he came out number 1 <laughs> and it was a great uh, it was really a great atmosphere there and also this year he came he became number 2 which is, was also a great success so we are very happy to have this uh, this link also in in sports which mm -hmm. is which is always wonderful mm -hmm. and uh, in terms of what Austria imports from South Africa, it's a lot of um, raw materials, but also cars, because then they go back, made in South Africa. This is not always reflected in the trade statistics, because as Austria is a landlocked country, a lot of the imports go via the ports of our EU partners, for instance, via Rotterdam. That's why we call it the Rotterdam effect. So sometimes the, the trade numbers um, cannot capture, because oh. the, the, the many of the of the shipments enter through a port and then they go on and it's not always reflected mm -hmm. in, in, in all the numbers, especially here because you can only know where it's the destiny is from the exactly. South African side and not where it really ends up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So we have sometimes numbers that differ a bit, but I think that's that's no problem. The good thing is that the exchange and the trade exactly. and the trade happens yeah. and, mm -hmm. and that's that's mm -hmm. very important. So what is uh, Austria's take on the status of foreign direct investment in South Africa? Um, we view South Africa as a very important and ideal entry point here for, for the region, but also for, for the continent. It's, the, it's a very industrialized country and the market opportunities are here, but they're also in the region. It's like a gateway to the rest of the continent of 1.4 billion people. And also, uh, I mean, we have to be frank, South Africa is not only a very favorable demographic profile, it also has a, a skilled workforce. Mm -hmm. You have very good universities. And I think it's, 
and there is an infrastructure, even if there are some challenges, as we know, it's still uh, comparatively very well developed. And, and I think it has also an established manufacturing base, which is helpful. And so there is even um, more investment in the pipeline. There is a planned investment of an Austrian company, again, Alpla, the one, the company that has already um, a factory running next in Lanseria. They're investing another six, 60 million euros into a recycling plant in, in KwaZulu Natal. Mm. And I think that's complementing their engagement, their commitment here, because the I think a circular economy where, where also the plastic that we need that is being produced also goes back into the into the circular economy, goes back into recycling. And I think that's also very important in terms of, of, of climate and resilience for the communities here. And so the pet material, I think they're expecting there will be an output of 35,000 tons, which can re-enter the, the recycling market. And we're hoping that the, if, if the construction goes as planned, it should already be finished by end of next year. So I think that's a very positive a very positive element. Mm -hmm. Since 1990, Austria and South Africa has, uh, has experienced a phenomenal increase of 124% in tourism. How does the current tourism numbers look like? Yeah, you're completely right. It's It's been very um, upward looking mm -hmm. lately again. Of course, everywhere COVID was a it disaster in terms of tourism uh, everywhere. But now in the last two years, again, the number of Austrian tourists coming to South Africa has has been on a very positive path. There were last year, because we still had uh, um, some of the, of the measures in place in at the beginning place. of the year, there were only approximately only 15,000 Austrian tourists coming back. And now we are hoping to reach this year the pre-pandemic levels of around 30,000 Austrian tourists coming. And I mean, it's a very popular place for, for Austrian tourists to come mm -hmm. to South Africa. I always get feedback whenever wherever I go, friends tell me. Even when I was in Austria, you know, we have receptions now for the ambassadorial conference, which is an annual event. And we meet the president, we meet also other ministers and the minister for the European Union and the constitution. She tells me, ah, oh, I've been in South Africa, you know, <laughs> even on private visits. Um, mm -hmm. Many people uh, love to come here. So I think it's a very positive, positive development. What seems to be the key interest for Austrians coming to South Africa? Yeah, that's a it's a very it's a very good question because we have quite a large Austrian expat community here also for mm -hmm. our standards because we are not a classic emigration uh, country, mm -hmm. but we have um, at our embassy, you know, we have the opportunity to register. This is for the Austrians who live here to to get services, invitations. About four thousand Austrians have taken. Uh, advantage of this opportunity but not everybody registers there's a lot of people who just maybe they're second generation they are double nationals they're binational and then so but we we estimate there's about 10,000 Austrians that have chosen South Africa as their home or it spent at least half the year here you have many of this uh, think it's called in, in, in German we call it like the swallows like these birds you know that migrate like migratory birds yeah. that come for <laughs> for the beautiful time of the year they go they go to Cape Town or the garden route and then for half the year they are back in Europe or mm. so that also happens and they're usually well-to-do people who can afford to have two two um two homes and I think it's also good for they bring bring also benefit for the economy and that's also a part but many live here and have their have their work here also we have that and we also try to reach out you know it's 
We have an Austrian club in Johannesburg. Okay. And usually they, it, it's a wonderful club. They do very traditional things. Like, you know, in Austria you have every summer the cows are being brought up to the mountains and the meadows there because they can, it's very, it's wonderful, the grass there. And then when the winter comes again in autumn, they're being brought down and they are making a celebration here about this. You know, they're trying to, to celebrate all the traditional uh parties and traditional um, celebrations you have in Austria to keep the link but I think it's usually already a bit of an older generation and we're now trying to also reach out to the younger the next generation of, of Austrians that are usually binationals and I think it's also nice some of them st still speak German some don't but I think it's still important to give us them also the feel that they also belong apart from maybe belonging here also of course that's where they live they also belong a little bit to Austria still and I think it's nice to keep also but you need to offer different things you don't want course. more cool things <laughs> maybe have different events and try to to also reach out to them it's, it's a challenge we have but which we we like to like to um, to meet because I think it's it's important in a very globalized world that we can also keep the keep a link to this to these uh, younger citizens that we have here. Are there any visa requirements for travelers from South Africa to Austria and the other way around? Yes, there are visa requirements to go as if you if you are um, if you are South African and you want to travel to Austria, you need to get a visa however we have I think we have our honor consul so you're when you're in in Durban or in Cape you Town can you can do it from there yeah. there's also the a service provider who offers access and you know when you go more often because we have I mean Austria is quite famous also for skiing mm. there's and there's quite a community here who loves skiing so mm. they they also go so when they go more often it's also easier than you can get a longer-term visa when mm. you've been a couple of times mm. and then you don't have to go every time yeah. that makes life a lot makes life a, a lot, lot easier. a lot easier and as long as you go like two weeks before usually it's no problem it's when you have a very short term <laughs> a short term visit in plan it's it's a bit more challenging oh i see i see you are listening to the diplomat on ubuntu radio i am thalmango ben spending time with you until 12 midday central african time let me highlight to you that i have in studio the ambassador of austria to south africa and she is here to share with us details of our relations let's take a short just a short commercial break uh, we will be back and when we come back i want us to uh, zoom into africa as a continent you have already highlighted that you are responsible for 10 countries in the region so uh, it would help us to speak about africa at large hi this is Mane, and you're listening to ubuntu radio ubuntu drive with helen siabi let me also uh, remind you that Helen Siabe will be with you at uh, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. on Ubuntu Drive. Catch us up on Facebook, Ubuntu Radio ZA, on Twitter at Ubuntu Radio ZA, on Instagram at official Ubuntu Radio ZA. Ambassador, Austri Austria has successfully managed to position itself as a reliable development partner for Africa in a very short space of time. Why is it so important for Austria to have cordial relations with the African continent? Africa is a continent full of opportunities, mm. also of challenges. But I think a prosperous Africa 
where peace prevails and which develops in a, in a sustainable fashion is very much in the interest not only of Austria but the European Union and the international community overall because um, if there is crisis or conflicts on this continent they directly affect Europe, they affect Austria also due to uh, the resulting increase in migration pressure so I think we are very committed that to, together with our African partners we try to pursue um, the mutual political and economic interests that would contribute to sustainable economic and social development and also to allow some resilience building because it's necessary to build such a partnership also on an equal footing between Austria and, 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 uh, and Africa. Uh, Austria's development cooperation focuses on the least developed countries. So here in the region, uh, our partner is um, Mozambique and has been a development partner for, for over 30 years. And there are other priority countries in Africa, Burkina Faso, which at the moment faces uh, some challenges. There's also Uganda and Ethiopia. Mm. And we also support regional programs. For instance, with the SADC region, there's also a regional program on on um, on energy, but we are also supporting the SADC Interparliamentary Forum. So there's there's different initiatives we also do on a regional level, even if if the countries uh, involved are not uh, least developed countries, because I think it's it's also still important to engage with with the actors here on the ground. What we also do is that we, um, as an embassy, uh, we we do um, we have a small embassy grant scheme. So mm. we try. You know, sometimes it's important to be fast and not to be over bureaucratic. You know, development cooperation projects can be quite <laughs> can be a lot of bureaucracy. Also, it's a lot of uh, it's normal that there it's quite a, a lengthy process. But with small grants, you can sometimes help initiatives locally to to get something done. To to in a very short and in not a very bureaucratic way. So I think this is also an instrument we use to, to make a difference on the ground. And on the other hand, Austria is also as a net payer in the European Union, of course, all the EU initiatives that are being carried out mm. as a Team Europe in South Africa, but also in the in the whole of Africa, also contain an Austrian component. And and there's also a share of the EU development cooperation that, that is being... Um, Mm. born by us and there's also an Austrian development agency oh I don't yeah. know if you've heard about that that has a is our um, vehicle for for um, implementing development cooperation and this Austrian development agen agency has the, the goal of combating poverty promoting peace and protecting the environment these are the three major concerns and and initiatives they're following up and there are ADA, we call it, is a short abbreviation for Austrian Development Agency. They currently fund projects and programs with a total volume of more than 720 million euros to improve living conditions in developing countries. But this is now worldwide. But there's a special focus on, on Africa because I already mentioned we have four, four partner countries mm. here. Mm. And um, also the other areas of cooperation is in Asia, Southeast A Europe and the South Caucasus. There's also overall there are 24 local offices and and they operate in line with the national development goals of the individual countries and the needs of the local populations. And the Austrian Ministry of Foreign Affairs 
they are actually allocating the budget to, 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 to the Austrian Development Agency. So it's like a, a, a unit, it's a unit, it's a, an organization that's like the implementing branch of the of the foreign affairs. But there are also other ministries that are that are um, contributing. And and there is a lot of other expertise by now and they're also doing some programs for the European Commission. For instance, there is a program now in, in Mozambique, in Bayra. It's about reconciliation in Mozambique and peace building in that area because there were still some strongholds after the uh, some remnants after the um, civil war and so it was very important to build this um, this process and there is it's an Austrian EU effort it's an EU office it's called Del Bash but it's being also supported by by the Austrian Development Corporation and it's um, it's it's managing um, the, the money and the funds of of the EU and other European partners so there's all kinds of of variety in, in implementation just to to try to, to do as much as, as possible on the on the ground. Mm. 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 What is your country's view of progress on the African continent in terms of economic growth and social development? Um, the based on all on the overall priorities of this European Union and African Union partnership, I think this is, is a very priority important area also to work with the African Union. I think they are a very important partner. And we try in our cooperation with them and with the continent via the EU, but also individually as Austria, to concentrate on regional cooperation on two thematic clusters, peace and human security, transboundary integrated water resources management, because we, we think it will support regional, public, civil society and private actors to move to move forward and also work with regional organizations. So as I mentioned before, the focus here in, in, in Southern Africa is on renewable energy and governance on the basis of an MOU with ha we have with, with, with SADC. And um, I think overall, as you ha had a very, your question was very open towards um, Africa and the progress. Mm -hmm. I think infrastructure investments is a very important area because if we want to reach a decarbonized economy and an expansion also better access to environment and climate technologies we also need infrastructure and i think austria has also some expertise to bring in this in this aspect for instance what we try to do with unido that which is headquartered in in vienna mm. we try to support regional centers for <coughs> energy uh, renewable energy and energy efficiency there is one in 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 Windhoek in Namibia, which we, we funded the beginnings of this center because later on they should be uh, self-sustained by their partners and carry on their important work. And recently we also supported the Center for Renewable Energy and Energy Efficiency in Central Africa in Angola as another. It's called, so we have now the Seriac, it's called, and the one in Windhoek is Sakri. And I think these are important cells to to help this, this very um, central energy efficiency initiatives to grow in, in, in the regions. So this is something we've been supporting for a long time. And also we try to stimulate the willingness of Austrian companies mm. to take ownership because I think the private sector is also very important. I mean, there's only so much a government or a, mm. or, or a state can do, but I think a strong private sector sp supported, especially by small and medium-sized enterprises, because that's what was very typical for Austria because we have a lot of being 
smaller structure than maybe very big countries. We, we have a, an, a comparative advantage there. And they can also intensify trade exchange and enable local investments in, in order to, to, to be able to, to bring the local economies forward and also to, to help with or assist or also learn because it's both ways. Digital transformation in Africa is also, also a very important topic and there's already a lot here in South Africa that's happening. And I think to bring initiatives together with Austrian players, there's institutes or companies, it's also a very, very important aspect to, to foster private sector development and um, also new business models. I think also one thing that Austria, some neighboring countries in Europe are strong on is vocational training. It's also something we always try to, to um, promote. And I think only in October, I think there will be uh, um, somebody from the think provincial government going to Austria to look at these kind of uh, schools we have and the kind okay. of training mm -hmm. just on the ground to learn what can be done to do because I think education and how to how to train the skilled workforce even better on the young ones mm. is very key to, to the development of any economy it's key True. in Austria and so it should be also key in Africa very important mm. very important Earlier on, when we were having a private conversation, you indicated to me that you are working on preparations for your national day. What special projects that are on the cards for the Austrian embassy in this uh, last part of the year? Yes, you're completely right. It's a big thing for us. It mm -hmm. will be a, with a few hundred visitors. We'll have an Austrian national day celebration. So that's very important. What we also apart from the signature of flagship, <laughs> it's <laughs> probably always our biggest <coughs> event if we don't have a, a big visit coming from on, on a political visit. That's also very big usually because it comes with a business delegation. But what we also try to do on a, on a, on a more, uh, not such a big level, but very important, we have a um, program in Austria, it's called the Austrian Leadership Programs. And they, and in and, and this program, we, we reach out to upcoming uh, young um, leaders or upcoming leaders here, for instance, in South Africa, but also globally. And then they are being invited to Austria for one week and they, are, they have a very high level program of very interesting companies. We call them hidden champions, companies you've never heard about, but which are world leaders or number or regional leaders in, in some very niche products. Mm. And also they meet um, um, high level political leaders. And then they come back here and we try to keep a network, keep them, they have learned about Austria and we try to keep engaged. So for instance, with the Alps, as this leadership program is called, alumni, we have a network. So we try to get together with them, have some exchanges and also see how they are progressing, you know, if they can keep the connection maybe to Austria. We also ask them for recommendations. Do they know somebody in their network, also a young person who would be very interesting interested in, in, in also joining this the next program which might be one might be about um, green technology the next year it's about maybe um, um, about pharmaceuticals or whatever so whoever they know or about uh, uh, startups so this is one lower key project which I think is, is very important because it's also people to people contacts and you bring people together and then they're multipliers for, for also for our country because they've seen Austria, they know what works, what maybe is 
they find doesn't work so well, but it's 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 good. It's an exchange, <coughs> and that's also something we try to <coughs> to to keep up. Also, try to work with our companies. For instance, if we have students that are coming either from Austrian universities, we try to bring them to together with uh, South African students and maybe have a, a reception with some talks at, at the at the embassy or the residence. This is also something we do. Or for instance, when we are when we'll have the State of the Nation address in February in Cape Town, we are trying to bring somebody to engage on artificial intelligence because I think that might also be of its inter of interest to both of our countries and maybe to engage in a dialogue on this on this new and to do some tech diplomacy also to bring this um, to bring some of these um, exchanges also on this level I think it's an ongoing process we try to organize as much as we can we also do cultural projects once in a while we have some concerts mm. or there's an Austrian um, <coughs> an Austrian two are coming they're actually doing a concert on helping turtles on an island off Mozambique and okay. they want to raise funds and so they're going to different areas in South Africa and, and, and Mozambique and, and having concerts to, to for a good cause and I think that's also something we, we try to support and, 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 and other cultural projects in the making and there we always also try to either be able to fund maybe some some of the artists or, or there is also something going on now in, 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 in the, I think it's Port Elizabeth, and now I don't say the right word. Kebecha. In Kebecha, <laughs> that's right. We also have an initiative there with, yes. with the university. There's an Austrian-South African artist who is doing an installations there. So there's things, we are, we are very limited in terms of our team being not so big, but so we work a lot with partners to have some impact on the ground, even if we cannot be everywhere. Mm, mm, true. You are on The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. I am Thelma Gobeni, and we spend time together until 12 midday Central African time. Remember, I indicated that I have in studio the ambassador of Austria to uh, South Africa. Ambassador, on a lighter note, as we conclude our discussion, you indicated to me that you are just a, over a year or around a year in South Africa. What What is your overall um a view on South Africa. What is it that you have enjoyed? What are some of the highlights of your stay in the past year? <laughs> Thank you for this question. It's very. It's always nice to talk about the positive experiences mm. one's had had. I, I mean, I've had on a previous posting. I was posted in Kenya, so it's. Okay. I haven't. I have only visited South Africa before. So, but we were already very excited. I'm here with my husband because our children are in Vienna. They're already studying. So it was, um, we were very excited to come here. And I think, and we came like last year, we came also in the, in the, uh, in this time when, when the spring is just setting in and it's, it's such a beautiful climate. I think we're very blessed here in, in, in this area of Hadeng where we have wonderful climate in this mm. time of the year. Mm. We've, we've traveled a bit. We have not been able to see as much as we wanted to, but, um, we have we have traveled Bumalanga province already a bit. Great. Yes, and we di we did um, we did also the um, the garden route because my husband still has a relative there. So we went to see okay. some family, which was also nice at the weekend. Cape Town for the State of the Nation address and the mm. budget speech, and it's always also good for exchanges there with think tanks and universities. That was also very exciting. And now I'm also planning to go to Durban soon. Mm -hmm. This has not happened yet because, as I told you before, I was traveling <laughs> too much in the region yeah. and not so much. I mean, also towards uh, we've done uh, uh, the Drakensberg, which is also 
very beautiful interesting yeah very yeah. interesting area so many valleys and and because we come from a very mountainous country we can relate to these landscapes Exic. very much mm. it's mm. very beautiful and also very uh, very uh, refreshing because when you live in 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 Pretoria or Johannesburg, we spend a lot of time also in, on events in Johannesburg, you exactly. know, it's a lot of people, a lot of action. So sometimes to get this peace it's and tranquility. Really yes. And people are very warm and friendly everywhere, I must say. I mean, we are very um, impressed by, by this community spirit you, you, you find here. And also people are very helpful. I think that's, that's whenever you travel somewhere, we've had very, very positive experiences of, of of encounters we've had so it's very nice mm -hmm. what are some of uh, the cultural commonalities that you have observed between south africans and austrians i think we both have there some similarities in terms of food we are all meat loving countries you love <laughs> yeah, meat? So, yeah we, love we have our schnitzel you know our schnitzel maybe <laughs> schnitzel sausage so i think here i also feel that people love we love meat there's also, uh, Austria is also a wine growing country. Yes. More white wines, but still, because climate is changing, so also red now. But I think that's something here also very impressive, the, the strong culture of, of wine and, and, and the variety you have. So there's a lot of things uh, we can relate to, but also in terms of, uh, because you, you've been um, welcoming tourists also for a long time and you have a very developed tourism industry on a very high standard i think that's also something because in austria tourism is also a very important factor in our economy mm. so we have so this is also something we've always looking together and see okay wow that's been it's been done really well here so since now if in austria we try to look on more on green tourism and you know how you sustainable tourism i think that's also something i can see here i think it's very interesting and uh, there's uh, lots of things in common also the the appreciation for culture and heritage mm -hmm. we also have this you know we have our dirndl these traditional dresses in austria when you come to our national day you can see it as I'll this see. kind of yeah. so we like to keep the tradition strong and i think that's something that that south africa was on a very big uh, scale because you have so many different traditions also keeps up which is very beautiful yes. and very important i think yes 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 and at the end of your tenure what would you like to to look back and say uh, this is the legacy that i'm leaving at the embassy and in south africa and these are the lessons that i'll be taking home that's a not an easy question but i think a very important <laughs> one that you are that you're opposing i think it's important to from my perspective to step up the exchanges because I think we have very good cordial relations but I think we still need to see each other more because you know seeing talking to each other is always different even if you oh, yes. if we do that on a on a technical level on a working level that's all very good but I think you need to to better understand each other you I think you need to to meet and I think this is something I'll be very happy if after at the end of my tenure I can say I had this state visit I yes. had some ministers visiting yes. and also the other way South Africans going to of all I mean from parliament to to to, to think tanks to, to to government to to also go to Austria and I think that that just brings so much in terms of understanding of each other and that would be wonderful and also have some initiatives I think that's something I'm very impressed here also with it's it's the strong women you have. I think women here, even if they 
it's not always easy. <laughs> Lots of challenges, but I think they're very strong. You have a strong really? tradition. And, and I, when I came, I was very new here and there was already the ladies' ambassadors group. And you felt from there were some events because it was shortly after the Women's Month. And you felt you were taken in by, by a warmth uh, and, and a sisterhood. And I thought that was really something. I don't, I'm not sure if we have, have it in the same way or not yet. I think we can learn in terms of, of this, this spirit of helping each other and, and sharing. And I think this is also something I will take with me. So in terms of maybe also what I was mentioning, some of the digital issues mm. that mm. would be also something that I would like to start here, which we haven't done so much before. Maybe on artificial intelligence have more have more institutions cooperating between our two countries. And I mean, of course, the economy is always important. I think that has been important before and I will, I will try to keep the focus on that as well and, and that's that's something I want to I want to leave as a legacy and what I will remember I think I hope I'm still there will be so many encounters still yes. to <laughs> to make but I I think we can you know sometimes in Europe Austria we, we tend to be a bit very much individualistic okay. have an individualistic approach which mm -hmm. has its advantages you can do what you want you feel you're more f you're very free but I think also this family community spirit mm. is very important because mm. you're not alone you know and it keeps you it island. makes you yeah. that's right you're not an island and it also the happiness I think that you can find in exchanges with with people you're close to and I think that's something that, that is done here in a very natural way and I think we should learn from that I think we should also take it there because it's when you're free and you're alone <laughs> it's not always the best thing so I think I think we, we there is a lot to learn because I find people here very very open and very warm and, and very and also resilient I think <laughs> you know uh, there are two words that I want you to take home Yes. from based on your uh, last response you spoke about women who are strong in South Africa you know what we call that we call them imbogoto imbogoto yes Great. that means a strong rock ah, okay. so when we talk about imbogoto we are talking about a woman in South Africa and you say you strike a woman you strike a rock yeah, that's a very beautiful saying. Beautiful yeah. one. Yes. And the second word that I want you to take home is Ubuntu. Of course. Ubuntu, you spoke about uh, uh, the spirit of helping each other. Mm -hmm. The concept of Ubuntu is I am because you are. We help each other mm -hmm. and together we succeed. So take these two words, Imbogodo and Ubuntu. You are on Ubuntu Radio, Ambassador. Thank you Thank so you much so for much. coming you Thank really you very much. I appreciate your time and I wish you all the best. You still have a long way to go before you leave this country. Indeed, we are obviously going to have more interactions in the near future. Thank you so much.